Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. This is Ebony, and I'm bringing you another third and pick six. And I'm talking, well, Wild Card Weekend, specifically Dallas Cowboys exit from the Wild Card Weekend. Um, this is called the one and done. I've said it one too many times over the year. And so I'm going to focus on what kind of happened in that Dallas Cowboy 49ers game. Um, talk about some notable things that I've been asked over the last day about the Dallas Cowboys and kind of the recap of the season. Um, so what was I asked today? Um, between my timeline and, and a few notable calls where um, I let my disappointment be known to the haters, uh, I was asked why Dallas is a Dallas Cowboys are a trash team. Um, why every year Dallas Cowboys fans uh, loves to be disappointed. Um, <laughs> I, a few notable, notable discussions that I will keep off the table. Um, well, to those haters out there, um, I'm not disappointed in Dallas every year. It's frustrating when you know you have an actual good team. Uh, so this is addressing those people that say Dallas is a trash team. I just want it to be known that Dallas, um, no matter what people have to say about their schedule, actually had some uh, pretty notable playoff teams that they played uh, this season and were close uh, in those games. Um, I'm not even counting anything happening out of the NFC East. Imploded now, dumpster fire. I've been saying that there is just something about the NFC East that is just dumpster fire-ish and I'm not I'm not sure what comes out of there every season but let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys they're not a trash team haven't been I, since I've been growing up in and around and watching this franchise do what they do best um, their issue is uh, I don't know if it's just mentality I don't know if it's um, a curse of some sort but it's like they can't figure it out going into the postseason, which is a different type of mentality. Um, so for the haters out there, Dallas isn't a trash team. You want to talk trash teams, let's, let's go with the, some of the other notable trash teams of the NFC East. Uh, New York Giants, uh, the, the Washington football team. Don't come snapping at me because... Again, haters would love for the Dallas Cowboys to just be trash. But in fact, 12-5 and was one of the better records in of the season this year. So, I have no other words for that. I'm not very good at this trash talking, but um, there are teams that didn't make the playoffs. They didn't even have, a, have it in the rearview mirror. Um, Dallas actually looked pretty freaking good this whole season with certain caveats that I have had throughout the season about the the offense. And I will be bringing that up again because apparently nothing has changed. So I don't want to take away uh, some stats, team stats. So two things. Dallas was the number one ranked offense uh, this season, 2021-2022 season. Uh, points for, they scored the most points, 530 points uh, this season. Uh, also notable is penalties. They were number one, number one in the NFL for penalties. 127 total penalties, uh, which resulted in penalty yards, uh, 
1,103, uh, which was number two uh, in the NFL this season, including yesterday's game against San Francisco 49ers. So, let I'm going to jump into this um, because uh, people have been sending me stories, sending me everything else. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about Dallas and what I expected from Dallas in this game. Uh, I gave my op-ed piece in my last uh, 30 pick six uh, that the the offense was going to have to be clicking on all cylinders. Gosh, all of it. All of it. Um, What I watched yesterday was disappointing. That first half, oh boy, um, I'm not quite certain what I was watching. It It was disappointing to to see a team especially an offense that ranked number one for scoring points uh was incapable of scoring that first half uh you know three and done three and outs and all that aside gosh it's it was just frustrating watching the Dallas Cowboys now what did I really expect from the Dallas Cowboys offense well when they played teams of worth so Let's look back over this last season. I want to give you a couple of scores um, that were important and kept, and I kept in mind when I was looking at this matchup of the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you take out that they played Philadelphia, the Giants, um, that game against Denver and the Atlanta Falcons, and what happened with the Washington football team. Okay, take away those scores. Who else did they play? Week 1. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it was 29-31. Second week, Los Angeles Chargers, 20-17. Week four, we get Carolina Panthers, 36-28. And then week six, you get New England Patriots, 35-29. Bye week, come back, we've got the Minnesota Vikings. And that was a 20-16. Then we've got other notable one is the Kansas City Chiefs game. It was 9 to 19. Los Angeles Raiders 33 to 36. New Orleans Saints 27-17. Arizona Cardinals 22 to 25. So why are these scores important? Well, they're for an offensive for me looking at the offense and an, an offensive thing, uh they're relatively close. Right when you take off all the NFC malarkey and those those racking up points against those trash teams, Dallas was a middle of the road offense in my in my opinion. They could convert. Uh, the defense kept them in games. Uh, they were to me rather uh, moderate scoring. Um, but what those scores, box scores, those stats show is that going into the San Francisco game, you have two kind of middle-of-the-pack teams in the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. So you knew that this probably wasn't going to be like a run-up score type of game. Uh, It was going to be very, very close, which at the end we saw it was. Um, Any score for that game, obviously 17-23, to Dallas losing that game. Uh, but the whole season kind of told us what we can expect going into this offseason. That 
the defense was likely to deliver, right? Um, probably spent a lot of more time, comparatively speaking, on the field. And um, it is it was going to come down to the wire on whether or not Dallas was going to come out and play. And what we did see was that Dallas didn't really come out and play until that second half and even worse, really the third quarter, third and fourth quarter. Okay. So what were some of my critiques of this game? <sighs> I I wish I could, you could you could blame the defense, which I can't. They play phenomenal. Um they were trying to get chances. No, they weren't doing whatever people were like treating the Dallas Cowboys defense as if they were like the 07 Steelers. Um <laughs> they're not a steel curtain. Um we've got some amazing people that can uh get turnovers on the ball. Dallas, in, and again, in my opinion, looking at those stats and the scores, and um, they weren't just really notable for, you know, their 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 steel curtain type of play of dominating in the box uh, to stop those third downs. Were they successful a lot of the time? Absolutely. Where we had most of our successes was either, you know, right, uh, you know, Michael Parsons getting to the quarterback, um, causing right turnovers in the secondary uh but also on the flip side in the sec in the defense the secondary is also uh kind of an issue sometimes especially uh with blown coverages so let's take a look at um the offense that's where we what I, I want to look at so i mentioned the amount of penalties that were were had um over the season and just last night you had 14 flags that cost Dallas 89 yards for a loss. And this is the fifth time this season, including this postseason match, that Dallas committed 10-plus penalties. 10-plus penalties. So think about that, culminating in, a, in that wonderful number one position of having the total number one total penalties and number two position of the amount of yards that were amassed over a season. Dallas hurt themselves in this case um penalties are killers and so what you get out of penalties is a loss of focus mentality the 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 pendulum swing of momentum um and so what i saw in a why i bring up those games against those notable mid-range teams is that they were able to cause they might have looked at the tape they might have done a whole bunch of things but what they were able to do was show and stop Dallas from gaining too much momentum on the offense. Uh, they were particularly, in some of those cases, were targeting Connor Williams or Connor McGovern, McGovern on that um, that left guard. Um, and so that takes me right into talking about Connor Williams. So I had a lot of criticism for Connor Williams um, as the starter, that left guard. I would just say it's criticism. That's just what it is. I you could blame it on the coaching staff, you could blame it on a whole bunch of people, but what I saw was that in November, Connor Williams <laughs> was penalized thirty more yards than any other player in the NFL. He was contributing factor to eighteen point three percent of the teams and that's Dallas's team's penalties. But here's the flip side. He's a great pass protector. 
He's actually a really good left guard. Um, again, I brought this up even earlier in my my talks on Dallas's O lines. You know, keeping penalties to a minimum, continuing right to get those those third down uh, conversions and and limiting the amount of turnovers. And so here we are again, heading. We were, I think, just last week I was talking about this very thing with more of an interest in seeing what Greg Zerlon was going to do. Uh, but it was the same discussion. Um, when Connor Williams got the start, okay. When Connor Williams has played, Dallas has looked much better than when Connor McGovern was in. And Connor McGovern is not a very good pass protector. I think he's one of the worst in the NFL. Um, I don't think that's his number one job. It's not what he's been um, groomed for. But Connor Williams is a very, very good left guard. Uh, we've seen when Dallas did not have a very good left guard. And, well, the sacks says it all. So, um, while you can you could blame Connor Williams for the excessive amounts of penalties that he drew just by himself, uh, not saying about the rest of the team. Um, you got to give some some thought to the coaching staff on this one. Um, again, you had there's there's a, there's a whole season, and again, I'm I'm just a fan. I'm just a viewer. I, I give my opinions. Um, this is down to mental error. Um, I don't know how many times your left tackle, excuse me, your left guard has to get a holding penalty for you to just I don't know work on that. That is a weak spot. And if I was a team like the San Francisco 49ers or uh, the Tennessee Titans or mention one of those other mid-range teams, I'm aiming for your left with one of my best <sighs> DLs. I, it just makes sense. You're either gonna you're either gonna get to the quarterback or you're gonna cause some error, mental error by the player. Dallas's own player, um, and that's what we saw last night. Dallas didn't appear mentally ready. Dallas uh, was kind of just there, seemed like they were playing another pickup game. Um, that this is not a single elimination playoff system, and so again, people are like, "Oh, Dallas is a fourth quarter team." Well, Dallas showed that it's with without consistency that they could play four quarters of football. They have never, this whole season, they have just been incapable of putting things together. And that has been a, a hindrance. Uh, so, let's let's look at it objectively. Dallas is not a trash team. There you go. There's my recap. Dallas is not a trash team. Dallas is a very good football team. Very, very good football team. It's, it's in the middle of that pack. Uh, which is why you ended up on the wild card weekend. Um... But when they play good teams, it literally came down to that fourth quarter. It literally came down to that wire. Uh, some of those scores, obviously we got lucky, right? Um, that that last minute, two minute, you know, two minute drill down the field, um, oftentimes not leading to a, a six point score, seven point score, uh, but with a kick uh, to win the game. 
this particular game was the exact same way that a lot of those others ended. It just ended in the way that Dallas was incapable of getting the needed points that needed touchdown to finish off the game and potentially send it in the overtime and whatever else we want to call it. But that's backseat quarterback and um, I hope heading to this offseason we take a real look um, at the offensive line um, getting back our O-line healthy um, the mental errors that occurred by our QB um, again I still have concerns for Dak Prescott Um, he's still a a phenomenal player it's just I, I don't know I don't I don't know if it wasn't all clicking in this last half of football, uh, but it, it just seemed like something was kind of off uh, these last eight or so weeks, um, especially since Thanksgiving. Um, what else am I looking for? Um, Dallas to trust their depth chart a little bit. Um, I, I saw one of the excuses that. Um, that Ezekiel Elliott was playing with a torn PCL in his knee, and so that's why, you know, okay, cool. Uh, I, I one, commend him for going out there continuously and, and playing through injury, uh, but what we've seen is, um, what that only showed me was that Dallas doesn't, um, doesn't actually trust their their depth chart a little bit at the running back position, um, even at the quarterback position for that matter. Um, the, I, I'm all for playing your starters and and getting the win, but what we saw was that the starters weren't helping get the win. Uh, Cooper Rush, when he played against, was he was great, man. Like let's let's be real here, uh, dude played a tough game. He again not the starter, um, doesn't get as many reps with those first team players, but. Uh, he eked out a win the week he played. I, I just wish that we had, if Dax Prescott was still injured, you, you give Cooper Rush a chance maybe uh, to come in and see if he can fuel some something new uh, within this offense. Um, again, I don't, I don't know much about the O-line. Uh, what I do know, running back position, um, if Ezekiel Elliott was that injured, was that injured, because I saw the news report, it was people were tagging me and and sending me oh this is this is what was going on with your boy and I was like yeah come on now um that's uh, now that it's coming out right it's excuses right uh you had Tony Pollard there for a while there heck you got you went out and got Corey Clement um say what you will about the dude I mean I saw him he is not a bad back he's not a bad back um I wish Dallas had kind of do what any other of the other teams would have done and gone down that depth chart and allowed Ezekiel Elliott to heal. But then again, if you're paying him all that money, you make you, you got to play, right? Same thing with um, both of that duo. Making all that money and you you got to play your starters. And I just I just felt like the starters were actually a bigger hindrance to us this, this year than anything else. Um, but then again, I can say that for a lot of years. Um, but now that I'm actually like paying really close attention to... Um, you know the, the stat lines, um, how they're playing, kind of the decision-making um, strategies of the offensive coordinators, the the head coach. Um, Dallas was rather one-dimensional a lot of the season, and, and it showed. Um, and and so yes, I'm disappointed in this in this playoff appearance. 
Um, I'm hoping they come back next year. I hope they, they're able to keep um, a lot of their weapons um, and see what happens. I, I just, yeah. Let, let's see what Dallas can do next year. Um, I wish well for the whoever's left in the in the playoffs. Um, I'm interested, in, obviously, in the games of, of the, the underdog story of the Bengals and uh, what the Buffalo Bills can do going into this postseason. Um, everybody else is kind of like a known, a known, right, a known uh, factor. Uh, but I, those are the two teams I'm, I'm going to be on the lookout for. Am I rooting for them? No, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, but do I wish them probably the most luck? Absolutely. Their storyline has been incredible this year. Uh, so if you see any further recaps, it'll probably be on those teams, what they're doing, what I saw, uh, who they beat. Um, again, looking forward to what's the Bengals um, and the Bills play. And those will probably be the two games I do a recap on next week. So, as always, in a peace, love, positivity, and good vibes. I will see you guys next time. Peace.